Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Eve Rodsky is the author of Find Your Unicorn Space, Reclaim Your Creative Life in a Too Busy World. Eve is the New York Times bestselling author of Fair Play, a game-changing solution for when you have too much to do and more life to live. And that, by the way, has already been on my podcast. So go back and listen to my first episode with Eve. A Harvard-trained lawyer and former foundational manager at J.P. Morgan, Eve combines her experience in organizational management and family mediation with the science connecting creativity with improved mental and physical health. Her step-by-step approach in fair play, which helps partners rebalance their domestic workload, has been recognized by Reese's Book Club, who picked this book as one of the Reese's Book Club picks of the month. Good Morning America, Today, NPR, The Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, and other outlets. It also has an accompanying card game, and you can can learn more at fairplaylife.com for find your unicorn space it has already been written up i know in both katie kirk media's wake up call newsletter and good morning america's best books of december because i put them there anyway eve lives in los angeles with her husband and their three children and i was also by the way 
I've said, by the way, a few times, but I was also interviewed in this book. So if you read it, you will see my name pop up because I have found my unicorn space and you are listening to it right now. Welcome, Eve. Thank you so much for coming back on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books after Fair Play. And now you're here for Find Your Unicorn Space, which is like near and dear to my heart. I am like over the moon excited about this book and have been talking it up a storm already. So welcome. Well, thank you. I mean, you're the epitome of the framework. So we'll be able to do some lessons in unicorn space through examining Zibby's life, (laughs) (laughs) me putting words in your mouth. But wow, talk about a creativity revolution that you've sparked for the people around you and how it just becomes, it's exponential. It's literally like math. It becomes exponential. And so I think that's the beauty of this book is that it shows that it can't It's not, I don't have time for this. As you say, we have time in common. The bottom of my to-do list, I can't believe this woman is asking me to squeeze another thing in my overwhelmed life. It's the opposite. It's that these are the big rocks. You put them in first and then the sand can come in after, but the big rocks are are your own uh, creativity. I mean, prior to this book coming out, the one line I quoted a lot when people would ask me about like, well, how did you know you wanted to start all this stuff? And what did you do? Blah, blah, blah. I would talk about this interview I did with Dr. Amy Shaw. I don't know if you read her book. It's called I'm So Effing Tired. No, but I will. I will download it now. (laughs) Really good. But her theory was when you feel like you have too much on your plate and you keep taking things off, that doesn't make you happier. You have to add the right things on. And I feel like that's what I did for so long. It's like I kept taking things off until I was left like, well, what is this? This is, you know, but really I had so much I could have put on. So I feel like that's the crux of unicorn space. And maybe you should just outline what you even mean by that because you have a very specific, actually, I could just read this paragraph if you want. Sure, please. You said, so if it's not a hobby, a vanity project or a distraction, what are we talking about exactly? I'm referring to the active and open pursuit of self-expression in any form and which requires value-based curiosity and purposeful sharing of this pursuit with the world, an activity that you lose yourself in, that you crave to go back to when you're away from it, that gives you pleasure outside of your work, your family and your other obligations. It's something you do just for yourself and because it brings you so much joy, you want to share it with others. Correct. And okay. I think the beauty of unicorn space is that it's really a question, right? It's this idea of what kind of life do you want? And it's urgent question in a burned out world, especially what's what's been going on with the global state of affairs, you know, the past couple of years, we are, this is an urgent question to say, you know, do you want to be in a life where you feel alive and engaged and at the intersection of what we'll talk about in the science shows, the best intersection you could be at is the intersection of meaning and happiness. Or do you want to be what so many people now in my, the biggest longitudinal study, I think of unpaid labor I I have in over 20,000 people in a CRM database that I've interviewed about dividing up domestic responsibilities. In that data, I also asked what makes you you and how do you share it with the world? And not only did I get blank stares, but I got a combination, a data combination, Zibby, that none of us want to be. And that was a combination of being overwhelmed and bored. Mm, yeah, And um, I don't want to live <laughs> as overwhelmed and bored. So if you don't think this is important, if you think it's optional, then you haven't yet discovered the mental and physical aspects that this is actually life-saving. It is life-saving, especially what we're going through now in a burned out world. And, you know, the last, the last thing I'll say about this in the intro is that 
you know, I wish, I really wish Zippy that I could tell you that we're in a state where a walk around the block can bring you back to yourself or, you know, a dinner with a friend, but we're, we're really in, in a state as my friend, Greg McEwen calls it as we're just two st- types of people. We are the ones who are burnt out. And then they're ones who know we're burnt out. Mm-hmm. And in that state, the antidote is not a walk around the block or dinner with a friend. It's really this idea of being interested in your own life. And while I can't tell you how to do that, I can teach you how to find it. And that's really what the goal of this book is about. I've had so many people say to me like, oh, I wish I had a thing. Like, I wish I knew what it was like. And I'm like, well, what, you know, and what you said here too, is like, what, what you said we should ask, we should each ask ourselves, why did I stop doing what I love? Like maybe you must've loved something at some point in your life. Like what brings you joy? (laughs) I was talking to my, well, anyway, a woman I'm very close to. And, you know, she's like, I don't have my thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? You spend hours calligraphying things. Yes, and like, yes. you're, you put so much attention into a gift and like entertaining and like, that is your thing. And she's like, oh no, but that's just something that's fun. And I'm like, no, that's like your superpower. You're so good at that. It's amazing. And yes, I just and love- Yes, yes, yes. Times a million. I'll just say. Right? Yeah. I feel like, you know, you say in, in the book, a creative life is not a nice to have, but a must have. And I, I just, I wanted to like shout this from the rooftops because it doesn't even have to be that hard to achieve. It's just, so you just like, I don't know, but it's just so important. So, and you have all this like time toxicity talk, maybe tell a little bit about that and how it's so easy to come up with excuses not to do this. Absolutely. And also, you know, my books are triggering for a lot of people because they're not just plans. You know, I wish I could be sort of a pale and male writer where I could just launch into the plan because there's this assumption that you're already going to have time for your creative life. So my books are often triggering where you have to get through the first part (laughs) to get to the plan. Because (laughs) if it was so easy to distribute domestic labor, I could have just made fair play a card game. It had to be a book because of the overwhelm in the societal messages, especially for women, that our time is not valuable, that it's infinite. It's like sand. Uh, We should give it away. It's our most valuable currency. Women are taught to give it away to others. Literally from from the day we are born, we say things to women like breastfeeding is free when it's really an 1800 hour a year job, right? So we gaslight women into believing their time is infinite. But then what happens is that it, it it's a hourglass, right? We only have 24 hours in the day. And so it goes to things that ultimately are not at that intersection of meaning and happiness. And so to get to the plan, which I want, I will get there. I do think about, you know, reflecting on, you know, what happened to me, right? I mean, I, at 21, Zibby, you know, I was going to be president and a senator because there's nothing in the constitution that says you can't be both. And, you know, but I'm not going to give up my dream of being a Nick City dancer because (laughs) like going to Madison Square Garden is my dream. And so, but of course it's like not that hard because I could just fly Air Force One in, you know, on Saturdays and I, you know, MSG has a lot of 1230 games. So I could like dance on the weekend and fly Air Force One back home. Right. So to the White House, it was this, it, it, it is this fire. I was on fire. And then 10 years later, your metaphor that I put in this book around being charcoal briquettes, you know, just smoldering, having that fire put out, you use that beautiful metaphor. What happened there? 
And I realized that a lot of this is about naming because I think when you call it a hobby, a vanity project, as your friend with calligraphy did, that's just for fun or that's not really important. We've taught women to devalue the time we spend on ourselves. And I don't mean commodified wellness, like getting your hair dyed or taking a walk with your friend. Like you should be able to do those things. I'm talking about the active pursuits, not reading a book, writing a book. I'm talking about not bake, not eating a pie, which is my self-care, but baking a pie, not listening to a podcast, which is great. Again, that should be the baseline, but starting a podcast. And that takes more a lot more unpacking. And that's what this book does. It really unpacks these permissions. Why is it that it's so hard for women to to find that permission to be unavailable? And I'll argue that it's really associated, at least in my mind, with this idea that I remember when Zach was given to me, my first baby was given to me, the nurse, you know, she, she handed him to me and said, you know, here, mom. And that same week, someone gave me a necklace and I put it on and said, mom. And then I got to preschool and I sat in a circle of all these women And the preschool teacher said, these women are going to be your best friends in in the whole world. You're going to be at their weddings, their bar mitzvahs, because you're going to be with them until sixth grade. And I looked down on my name tag, Zibby, and it said, Zach's mom. (laughs) I kept thinking, these women are going to be my best friends. They don't even know my name. (laughs) They don't even know my name. And so what happens when we are just defined as our roles? Wait, what happened with the preschool moms? Well, that's what they still are my best friend. Oh. They are. But but I kept thinking the irony, the irony that this woman thought these people would be my best friends. But again, my I didn't have a name tag that even had my name on it. I was like, hi, Anna's mom, you know, hi, Mike's mother. Like you will be a close friend of mine, but I, yet I don't know who you are or your name other than being defined as the mother of this child. So I think I think very deeply about the power of a name. And that's, for me, unicorn space was really important because it felt important to rename what we're talking about here. That this idea of taking up space for women is already provocative, but it doesn't exist like a mythical equine. It doesn't fucking exist unless we we reclaim it, we claim it. And that's why the idea of a unicorn space, that it's magical, it is the antidote to burnout. It is a necessary must have, but it actually won't exist until we claim it. Is there such thing as too much of a good thing? Yes. <laughs> like you get to burn yes. out. <laughs> like well, I, feel, I feel like so exhausted right now. <laughs> so there is a happiness trio. I talk about that in fair play and I talk about that in unicorn space, that the happiness trio really is friendships, self-care and unicorn space. I think We'll talk a little bit. I want to use Zibby as an example. So what, <laughs> what happens when you actually start to live in your unicorn space exponentially, if it becomes your, as, as Zach said to me, your avocation has become your vocation. And I was like, wow, good, good vocabulary use there, Zach. What happens is that you, you forget the self-care and the friendships because it really can be all encompassing that flow state. It is, it is addictive in a, in a beautiful way. If you know how to balance it with making sure that you carve in, you know, that haircut that Kyle gave you or, (laughs) you know, just, just taking a walk with your dogs, that reflection time, because the beauty of having some of that downtime, that self-care is that it actually informs your unicorn space because the idea of diffuse thinking is, is proven in science. We need diffuse thinking to come up with our next ideas, our new dreams. And that's often in the shower on walks with our dogs when we have some quiet. 
And so, yes, there can be, it is about having some balance, but I want to talk a little bit about you because I think you do such a beautiful job of illustrating what I found in the data. So the data, there's 12 expert disciplines in this book from behavioral economists to positive psychology, to living in a happiness lab at UCLA, to speaking to many different people and how they define well-being. And what, what the through line, and then of course, you know, thousands of people that were already in my fair play research and that database, as I said, keeps growing and growing. And again, this is not about privilege because I talk to people who mirror the U.S. Census and we'll talk about how this works. You do not need economic privilege before you find your creativity. In fact, it's often the opposite. The more our milestones get bigger, Zibby, we get smaller to fix them and to, and to fit into them. And that's why, ironically, privilege and unicorn space didn't correlate because extrinsic milestones of what success looks like, the bigger house, the bigger car, the more kids, as you get more economic privilege, the more you're, you're, you're taken off a track, you're, you're taken off track from your intrinsic motivation. That's what I found. So what Zippy does is the three C's. <laughs> so I'll just, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but this is, it's a good way to illustrate. So when you get through the triggering part of the permission to be unavailable from your roles and the permission to burn guilt and shame and the permission to use your voice and how to do that, you get to the program itself. And the program itself is three C's because I love my alliterations. And that is curiosity. Curiosity plus connection plus completion. That's the three C's. The most important one is curiosity because when I would tell people, find your passion or what's your passion, people would look at me and like they'd want to stab me with a pen. You know, I don't know what my passion is. That's such a terrible question and it's too overwhelming. But everybody has something that they're curious about. Not what my friend Stacy said. Well, I'm curious about scrolling other people's Venmo transactions. <laughs> I'm not curious about that, but I'll give an example. So Zibby's curious about how can I start creating more space for moms to have time to read? I thought you were going to say, I'm curious about authors and like- Well, well, I think it's to me, it was an intersection. Yes, you're curious about authors, of course. No, but it is- but a- you're right. Also, it was a perspective to me, or at least as I see from an outside perspective, to understand that there was something missing mm-hmm. in, in a lack where, like yes. you said, there when I can add to it, instead of telling women, you don't have time, so I will take things off your place, you added. You said, yes. okay, so we're going to start with added. And it's become bigger, of course. But this additive nature of what would happen if I introduced yes. ideas, ideas. You get curious about ideas. You read books about ideas you start connecting with authors. And then you do something which is the hardest C, which is completion. You started with one completion, which is, I'd love to hear about that first episode. Who was the first person you interviewed for your podcast? She was a girlfriend of mine from business school named Lee Carpenter, who at the time had written one novel, 11 Days, and has since written another novel and screenplay and all sorts of good stuff. But yes, it was her. And was that, did you release that episode alone or did you do a full series before you released that episode? Do you Actually, to be honest, the first episode I released was me reading an essay I had written called A Mother's Right to Sanity. 
which I had, which had gone slightly viral on HuffPost, like, I don't know, 65,000 views or something overnight where I said, like, I just can't deal with all of this stuff, all these expectations on moms. It's not realistic and I don't want to do it anymore. And like, we don't deserve this. And I just like wanted to shout it from the rooftops. So anyway, that was my first episode. I released that. And then I started interviewing authors and she was my first author. And that was my whole episode. And I was like, Oh, that was fun. I guess I'll try doing this once a week. So that's how it started. (laughs) And, but can we talk a little bit about the, the power to share that essay with the world in that first recorded podcast? How did it feel to put it out there? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It felt good, but I just didn't know. I didn't think anybody was ever going to listen. I was like, I'm like saying this into outer space. Like I was literally like sitting on the side of my bed. I don't even think I was standing or sitting. I was just like perched like talking into my phone at, for my first thing, <laughs> being like, I wonder if anyone's ever going to hear this. And that, and but you did it, right? Re- yeah. Regardless of what you thought it would become, you had the courage to upload it somewhere. Yes. Where people could listen. And I think that's that's the through line. This idea that, you know, we don't deserve, as my friend Amanda says, to live in a graveyard of unfulfilled dreams. She calls GoDaddy her graveyard of unfulfilled dreams. I write about that in the book where every year when her GoDaddy renewals come, she's like, damn, another unfulfilled dream. Damn, shall I renew that? I have so many URLs. You have no idea. It is so stupid. I mean, oh my gosh. Oh my God. And so she talks about one of the things it's called like Grief Biscuit. It was a, you know, card, card company for grief and all these beautiful things. And eventually she may do them, but I think the, the, the problem is there does become a passion gap where if you don't attune to this, it's like any preventative medicine, right? If you don't attune to your body, it's going to be harder to recover and to get back to health if you neglect yourself for 10 years. This is what happens to women who are parents, partners, and or professionals. Those are the three Ps that we prioritize. And then what happens over time is the fourth P, the passion, it, it goes, it wanes. We become the charcoal briquettes. We become shells of ourselves. We become, I became invisible in my own life as Zach's mom when, as I said, I started off 
as a president plus a senator plus a professional dancer. Yeah, you know? let's go back to you. When are you running for office, Eve? I mean, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, it's funny you said that because I actually think Fair Play is its own political campaign. I actually just started the Fair Play Policy Institute, which I'm really excited Ooh. about. So that is going to be an operating foundation that I fund that is really working on the air that we breathe. So, you know, Fair Play and Unicorn Space are about women taking agency in their own lives, but, but recognizing that that's just part of the puzzle, right? We, we can't stop breathing just because there's polluted air, Zibi, right? I mean, just be, because we don't have paid leave in this country and childcare doesn't mean you can't have your partner playing more fair. Just because we don't have the supports for you in our country, other than being a parent, partner, and a professional, we don't allow women to have uninterrupted attention for things they love doesn't mean you shouldn't push back and do those things, but it could be easier. And that's what the Fair Play Policy Institute is about. It's looking at those systemic issues around valuing care so that eventually an hour holding a child's hand in the pediatrician's office is viewed just as as much value as an hour in the boardroom. And when we have a society like that, then we bring our whole selves to the table. So the idea of unicorn space is not so subversive. This idea that what makes you, you, and how do you share it with the world is not a question where when I ask people that they give me like deer in the headlights, like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really impressive. I love that. I still think you should run at some point, but maybe you're working on that in the background. No, no, I'm not. Yes. I I will work behind to support (laughs) female candidates. I I love to support women in power. Women's economic security is what I've devoted my life to in many different ways. But to me, why this book had to come next was because this idea of finding more time, the time to do and to be and to ideate and to dream Even if you got that more time, what was really alarming me was how many women were saying to me, I would not know how to fill it. Yes. And that's a crisis in my mind. That's a crisis of creativity. That's a crisis of idea loss that we, I will, it's not okay. I will not, I will do my best not to allow that to happen to other women as the ghost of Christmas future where it happened to me. I do not ever want it to happen to you. The thing about, your book. That's so great. And I feel like this has happened. It doesn't happen that often where I read a book and I'm like, Oh, okay. It's so simple. Like the secret to happiness is so simple. And here it is. Right. I felt like that a little bit with joyful. I don't know if you've read that with Ingrid. Yes, Patelli, of course. Right? I love like, joyful. I just have to change my wallpaper. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, like this is, <laughs> I need some balls or I don't know what you, you know, different shapes in my yes. life. And I can change my car and I'll be happy. And then your book is like, okay, you have to find what you're passionate about. And then you have to put aside all the guilt and shame. And honestly, the scene where you burned guilt and shame (laughs) on a piece of paper burned. And then Seth called you when you were like traveling and was like, you know, the kids are really missing you. And you were like, no, no, no. I burned those things. You cannot try this on me. I was like, this is, this is amazing. So you just have to stick to it. I mean, it's like, it seems it's not, so- it's not rocket science, except for that. We live in a culture that doesn't want it for us, but right. that's the beauty of what you're doing. I, think- I don't mean to diminish. I didn't mean to suggest. No, 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 you, no, 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 not at all. It's the opposite. It is. It, it's the same thing as fair play. Yeah. It's not rocket science to own a task from start to finish. We <laughs> do it in everywhere else. My aunt Marion's Mahjong group has clearly defined expectations 
more clearly defined expectations in the home, right? You don't, you don't bring snack twice. You're out of the group. So <laughs> the idea of bringing clearly defined expectations to the home should not be rocket science. And I feel the same way with this as well. The idea that you have time to spend on, on the, th- the active pursuits that make you, you is, is actually not, not hard. But what I want to say to people is that I think what the misnomer is why I kept talking to you about the power of naming, of reclaiming my initial, I started to put Eve back on and talk to my kids about the power of wearing an E. And do you know my name? Do you ask my friends what their names are? Or do you just call them, you know, Jack's mom? And so my kids started to ask women, like, what is your first name? Do you mind me asking? And it was just a really beautiful awakening for us is that there was science that showed what unicorn space is. It is the intersection of meaning and happiness. Mm -hmm. So why I think that's an important distinction that I make in the book is because there is, this is spoiler alert, but if you live in happiness labs and even the happiness experts will tell you that we misunderstand happiness, because if you go out and say, I'm pursuing happiness, it actually makes you more sad. <laughs> happiness has a place in our life, but like you said, it's simple. It's, it, it's, it's as a clue. Mm-hmm. It's a clue, just like other feelings like jealousy or anger or resentment. If you're feeling resentment all the time, when you're with one person, what is that clue telling me? Right. If you're feeling, if your heart's pounding when you're with that a person, what is that clue telling me? If you're in a flow state where you did your podcast with your friend and wow, that I was perched on a bed in a squat and my, <laughs> even though I don't have, you know, I would not be able to do that because my quads are not that strong. Wow. That hour went really fast, right? Understanding, oh, I felt happy doing that. And so I think what you did Zibi, you know, which is important to recognize the completions behind you is you kept on iterating and building on those clues. And I think there's seasons for things. You talk about that. You had a terrible COVID, yeah. but it didn't mean you say, I will abandon what I love to do. No, you say like, that's my fucking umbrella yeah. life. Life, you know, I'm not an inspirational quotes person, but yes. I do love that Vivian Green quote. You know, that mm-hmm. life is not waiting for the storm to pass. It's learning to dance in the rain. I don't want to drown in the rain. I need a fucking umbrella. And unicorn space is an umbrella. It is something that they can't take away from you. They can't take away that episode from you. Even when the shit is literally hitting the fan, which for so many of us in the past two years, it has, it is our way back to ourselves. It's our, it's our, it's our remembrance of who we are. It's our sanity. It's our fire. And we can't let that burn out. So back to the meaning and happiness. So if you understand that, that it's essential, as we just said, that it's your umbrella, then you can recognize that there is happiness without meaning. That is scrolling Instagram. How to Break Up From Your Phone is a great book. Catherine Price, who yes, talks about her. that. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's the, as my friend said, the scrolling the Venmo, people's Venmo transactions. It is binge watching Netflix. There's places, there's drinking wine. There's places for hedonic happiness, but those don't create meaning. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that have meaning without happiness, which in my life is parenting. I'm not happy. And and most people are not in the data. Like when I got donkey kicked in the face with Anna the other day, I was like, there's meaning in raising you, but I'm not happy right now. Mm -hmm. So the idea of being able to find those places at the intersection of meaning and happiness, they, they almost always correlate with these active pursuits that are based on your values-based curiosity, 
curiosity plus connection plus completion. That's the intersection of meaning and happiness. And like you said, it's not rocket science. We can get there. It's just about clearing the freaking path because we we know we have that permission to do it. This is it's this is like such a perfect, you know, sort of ending to not ending, but it's like so it's like coming full circle what this book, what your book is relative to like what I've been trying to create. Cause what I always say at the end when people are asking me about it is like, well, if we don't make time for these things, if we don't make time for all this stuff, what is life? Like, what are mm-hmm. we living? What, what are we getting out of all of it? So it's like tongue in cheek. And that's what you're saying. Like it, you just, we have to, we have to anyway. I um, love that so much. And I'll, I will say that, you know, in, I, my day job is, you know, I work for families that look like the HBO show Succession, as you know, and I work on their family business and their family foundation succession. And even, you know, when I talk to the matriarchs and patriarchs about legacy and we're talking about really hard things, sometimes I'll hear in their quiet voices, Zibby, you know, is this all there is? You know, I have the 50 cars and the 20 homes and is this all there is? And, and it makes me so sad. Where, you know, I do feel like, you know, extrinsic milestones have sold us a bill of goods for what makes us happy. And it's not, it's not saying that those aren't important pursuits, but I think when we get stuck conflating the two, yes, that's the biggest problem. Well, have your clients call me and I will tell them how to start a podcast and we'll see what happens. (laughs) Again, thank you. Thank you though for... Being, be, having the courage to find a curiosity to share it with the world and to complete, complete anthologies, to have other people help them complete, to completing your podcast, which is, you know, it's one of, it's one of the best, most nutritious leisure time I have as my <laughs> self-care. Cause like I said, doing a podcast is different than listening, but as my self-care, your podcast is my self-care because what it allows me to do is my, one of my values, my favorite values is education and knowledge. And so it allows me to feel like I can still consume all of these authors when I don't have the time to read all of their books, but hear their ideas has been really, really impactful for me. Oh, awesome. Wow. Well, Eve, so funny. We started with me like copy editing or whatever, like a little <laughs> passage of your book years ago and like, whatever. Now this is like all blown up. Anyway, Thank you. Can I just say that to you that Zibby is acknowledged in fair play because when in 2017, um, no editor would listen to me and I was having a hard time getting any traction because people were like, why would you anybody ever want a book about housework and childcare? That sounds so terrible and boring. Zibby, you took a chance on me as an editor or a, a spiritual friend and you gave me the courage to say, okay, this is, these are fun and here's my edits. And, and I really appreciate that you did that for me. Wow. I mean, it's great. It's just so fun to watch. <laughs> so amazing. Eve, thank you. And I am sure I'll see you soon. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, yeah, Congratulations. Happy, <laughs> happy holidays. Happy holidays. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music.
mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.